here we five four three What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast, the only podcast on the internet, coming at you not live from the Frog Quarters in San Francisco. Uh, we got an old school collect. We got the whole gang, really. Uh, we got, sitting to my right, the human giant, future NFL Hall of Famer, Brendan. hey And joining us via Skype, we got the one and only LA Matt, Skype Matt. What's up, dude? I thought you were gonna say a third thing. It sounded like you're gonna go LA Matt, Skype Matt, yeah, know, and then something else, Matt. But then, all right, what's up, everybody? Hi, yeah. I'm on the phone. I was gonna do that rule of threes thing, but then I forgot to do comedy. Um, also joining us on the other end of the country from SB Nation, Mr. Matt Ufford. Catchphrase. There he Woo! is. What's That's up, guys? Catchphrase. Yeah, I was desperately trying to think of one, so I just <laughs> said catchphrase. I was I was in a desperate moment. Well, you know, it still counts. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, we got lots of things to look forward to. You know, we got the Oscars coming up. We got the Super Bowl this weekend with two football experts. But first, I did want to talk about Matt Lieb. What's up, dude? You, you finally made a, a list of objectionable Jews. Oh, you know... I, uh, you're right. This is, this is a bigger news than the Oscars, um, <laughs> and the Super Bowl combined. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I spent, you know, you spend your whole life, uh, really just leaning into the stereotype of the obnoxious Jew, hoping that someday someone will reward you, f- you know, uh, for it with, uh, putting your name on like a Jews list. And it finally happened yesterday. I finally... Oh. I was finally named one of 74 troublesome Jews by uh, congressional candidate and alt-right darling Paul Nellen. Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Nalen. I think it's Nalen. Nalen? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he... Uh, if they make those- a porno like they did with mm-hmm. Palin, it's going to be Nalen Nalen. Or it yeah. could be Nalen Palin. Yeah, well, true, true. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like a Frost Nixon, but they mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> oh, they didn't uh, fuck at the end of Frost Nixon? I walked out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> slow. I mean, they might have. I never never saw the No, end. they do. He hands him uh, the Italian shoes, and he's like, oh, there's no laces. Uh, aren't they a bit effeminate? And he's like, what you talking about? And then they fuck. Yeah. He, I am not a top. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> So some so, of the yeah. other Jews on on Paul Nalen's list. The tw- actual tweet is well. There's a there's a long thread that I'm not going to read the whole thing because like who the yeah, fuck, I who haven't fuck read here? The whole thing. It, 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 it's 14. It's part 14 of a of a tweet thread. <laughs> That's the best when you get. Uh, sorry if I if I may uh, uh, derail this momentarily. You may. This is the kind of thing. This is why Twitter is so baffling to me. Where it's very clearly only designed now for people who are on Twitter all fucking day. So <laughs> yeah. if you just want to check in on Twitter just to like get a digest of the news it is like you could not find a worse tool because then it will just say like i will just see that tweet and i see 14 and that's what i get (laughs) yeah and it's in my fucking timeline because like two people i follow liked it and Mm -hmm. so i get this like number 14 and god knows how many tweet tweet storm and i even got so fed up with it i went well 
I want to look at this less, but it's like a habit now. So I went into my settings and I turned on the algorithm and that totally did it because like now it just makes everything is horrible about Twitter, like way worse. Uh, what, what did you do? Would you anger the al- algorithm? How so? Well, you can, you can manually turn off like the non uh, chronological mm-hmm, mm-hmm. algorithm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Which is oh. the way I prefer it. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm like, I look at the top of my timeline and it's, someone commenting on a subtweet about a news article from two hours ago, but then the next tweet down is, uh, and then I scroll down to see what's going on. And then I see a tweet that is a response to someone's initial tweet, but the algorithm has it there first. So it's like Mm. out of order. It's, it's really stupid. It's fun. That's it's really fun. stupid. So now I don't go on Twitter anymore, and um, boy, I don't. And miss you it. miss all the amazing content that comes out of there, yeah, man. Like, got like lists of memes. Jews, because what could lists possibly go wrong when an aspiring politician compiles a list of Jews? Yeah. Uh, well, I, other than the the one time, I mean, it's usually it's fine. You quit cherry picking data, Matt. <laughs> I just one time. Fourteen. Uh, I've compiled a list of verified Twitter users who have attacked me in just the last month alone for my hashtag America First positions. Of those 81 people, 74 are Jews, while only 7 are non-Jews. Here is the list. And uh, Matt Lieb made it. I made it. I mean, we got people on there like we got uh, Ben Shapiro, a.k.a. Uh, little bitch-ass bitch. Um, <laughs> you, got, I, you got Craig Mazin, screenwriter of The Hangover Part 3. Yep, yep. You got a, a uh, Craig Mazin. You got a uh, Jake Tapper, aka Boss Baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and then you got like uh, you know uh, Yair Rosenberg, aka that guy. You know, it's just like there's all these people who I've always aspired to be or kill, depending on who they are. Uh, but we're all put together, you know, we're all together on one list, you know, it doesn't matter what our political affiliation. The point is, is we don't like Paul Nalen and, uh, uh, call it Craigslist. Yes. Craigslist. Ah. I came up with that myself. It's my (laughs) good joke, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Thanks guys. Um, what did, did I don't, did you even attack him? How did you attack him? When did you attack him? him. What were the circumstances? Listen, I've, 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 I've maybe, uh, you know, uh, talked some shit on him before, uh, but really, it, it, I was pretty, I wasn't that bad, all right? I mean, I've, I've, I've said, you know, eat shit, goy scum before to people <laughs> online. Uh, uh, but, but with him, what he did was he, he tweeted out a, a book he was reading that was meant to troll everyone, and I think it was called uh, the Culture of Critique. It's a uh, it's neo Nazi text uh, written by this guy uh, uh, Kevin McDonald, not the kids in the hall guy, a different guy. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a relief. Yeah, I know, I know. I always I always like kids in the hall. Kids in the hall just got it. milkshake ducked. Although, although technically the theme of that book is I'm crashing your head. <laughs> Hey, 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 kids in the kids in the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes. Yeah. Um I was trying so to figure yeah. out the hall trying, the hall youth. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure <laughs> out who who this guy was 
I was like, it, like how much is he a hardcore Nazi or like a mild Nazi? And I scroll up to the top of his uh, timeline, and the first tweet is refer to him refer to him as Doctor David Duke because Doctor David Duke has earned his credentials, unlike yourself, who has earned nothing but a tongue full of dirt from your boot licking, you disgraced fake hedge fund manager. So basically, wait, who was he tweeting at? Was he tweeting at Soros? He was tweeting tweeting at Jacob Wall. Okay. Which is like the guy who looks like Macaulay Culkin after a bath who loves Trump. I don't know why I know this guy. I just seen him show up. Did he in shave in the of, bath and then slap after shave on his cheeks? Yeah, he, and he looks like oh. he swam here and uh, he um, <laughs> he's he always wet? he's yeah. always in Trump's menchies and I know he might be like the first guy to oh, go from go from the menchies to the cabinet. Yeah, I think he's I think he's like got some sort of bot set up because he's always first. Yeah, he's always firsty. Um, the old that's, firsty that's, bot. That's a great okay, guys, use of technology. I think I'm going to put on my political consultant hat right now, and I think okay, that do it. we are we are not seizing the opportunity <laughs> like we seizing. could. <laughs> uh, like we Come could, on. we Come need on. to call the list what it truly is, which mm-hmm. is a spreadsheet, which is way more fucking weird. Yeah, having a spreadsheet of Jews is definitely yeah. weirder. You know, like he's like one... sorting you. He's making pivot tables. He can, fu- he right, can do exactly. functions. On, uh-huh. He can do functions yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's also he could be invoicing. I mean, who knows what he's like doing. You, as we speak, Matt, you could be getting V-lookuped, and that, that is a, that's yeah. pretty terrifying. So, that is really scary. So, Matt, you've inherited the internet whirlwind because you are making anti-israel videos for uh, uh what news broke which is yeah. part of age which is aj plus which right. is part of al jazeera so basically you no, dude, are can I tell you about my day yesterday well i can have I... a clip of it but yeah go oh. ahead no please no, tell us about your day you yesterday have a, you have a clip of my day yesterday uh, well yeah i have a secret clip today <laughs> i didn't tell you what it was or how i got it uh, all right, so let me tell you about Matt Lieb's day yesterday. Okay, so first thing, what do I do? I get a call from my uh, manager. My manager calls to oh, tell me. Oh, look at me, this guy, big time over here. Oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, he he calls to tell me that a crazy person has called uh, his office and demanded to speak to me because he wants to collab with me on some uh, anti-Israel shit, which is very <laughs> weird. Sounds plausible. Yeah, yeah. For some background. But for like, some what background. kind of collab are we talking? Like hype beast? Like you could have like a supreme, <laughs> like BDS uh, yes. mashup thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just wants fam. He just wants to sing fam boycott, all. divest, and sanction fam. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be lit. So. So, so, so people understand, uh, I didn't really actually, all right. So to call it anti-Israel, the, the, the piece that I put out, no. I don't think is anti-Israel. No, not it at was, all. Not at all. It was anti-Benjamin Netanyahu and, 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 and who is the prime minister of Israel. You were, a total fascist piece of shit. You were explaining the, the history of, uh, the American right wings, uh, simultaneous anti-Semitism and Israel loving. Yeah, right. Pro pro Israel, anti Jew. I was saying it's really weird. We now live in a time where you can love Israel and hate Jews because it used to be like, the, especially on the right, 
there was zero tolerance for any kind of like, you know, a, a presidential candidate couldn't be sending out fucking picture of his opponent with a star of David on it saying most corrupt candidate ever, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that was look was frowned upon. Um, but now that shit seems to be OK. And and yet he still loves Israel. So it makes you, you know, wonder, like, what's going on? And basically it's a breakdown of how just because you love Israel doesn't mean you love Jews. Uh, but if you were like a super, you know, uh, super pro-Israel, you were really mad at me. And if you were super, super anti-Israel, then you thought it was great and you thought it was okay to send me a bunch of anti-Semitic shit. So (laughs) pretty much there's no winning. All all I I got was, was like people, like there was a small, a smattering of people in the middle who are like, yeah, that was good piece. I enjoyed it. And then there's the fucking both sides of the fringes being like, uh, yeah, you know, like on the on the left, it'd be like, yeah, the damn Jews, and and then on the right, it's like, yeah, the fucking Jews. They, it doesn't matter what happens. There yeah, is, you really th- you really threaded the needle there, Matt. Yeah, yeah as it turns out, uh, everyone hates Jews. So that the day starts with me getting my manager calling, saying, "Hey, there's a crazy guy who called the office. Isn't that funny?" Uh, and then kind of we transition to him being like, uh, "So like." Is this Israel thing, is that going to be part of your brand? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, it's not. It's just, listen, I just felt like I wanted to say it. It's no, it's not like I'm a fucking anti, you know, like Jewish, anti-Zionist, like fucking, you know, from the river to the sea, uh, Jews got to drown and put pals. It's not, I'm not, I'm not all Palestine that. I just, I just am, I'm pro-Palestinian is all. Um, but anyways, so I had to convince him, no, I'm actually, I, 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 I'm not making a part of my brand. He was like, okay, fine. And then I, and then not too long after that, I had to talk to my dad about Israel for a, a long period of time. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. He, he had to let me know how it is the only, d- uh, democracy in the Middle East. And I had to just argue with him for as long as I could until I couldn't take it anymore. And then later I met up with a person who uh, wanted to talk about uh, who works for a, a Jewish uh, left-wing uh, radical group who wants to make, he was like, you should make more of these videos. And I was like, yeah, but my dad and my manager don't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I get a fucking, I get a notification that I'm on a fucking Jew list. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking day of my life. And so now uh, I just think I'm I, I don't know what I am converting to Catholicism, I think. You know, what's funny is you didn't even mention the thing that I was going to bring up, which I thought was like the weirdest part of that was the weirdest part, which is that um, someone on YouTube. Well, first of all, I think the problem with YouTube that you okay. discovered is that it's only fringes. So like your oh, show goes God. to YouTube, YouTube. So basically, like by definition, it basically only goes to like the weird fringes. Um, but the thing that I was going to mention is that oh, was, uh, uh, atheism is unstoppable. Did a video? <laughs> yeah, about yeah this guy who's he, for some reason he he's got a he's got a YouTube channel whose uh, whose mascot is a kangaroo and yeah. his, and his name is atheism is unstoppable and he made a, a reaction video to Matt's video which is 
33 minutes long, by the way. How long was oh, your video, Matt? My video is uh, nine and a half minutes, so, he, <laughs> you know, he had a lot to respond to. And he sounds you know? very Canadian, and he's very mad at you for some reason. And so, like, I was just thinking... What's the big idea, eh? I was just thinking that has got to be, like, the question of our times, is why is the Canadian atheist kangaroo mad at me? <laughs> You know what the funniest thing about it was too. I watched I watched the video because I'm that vain. Um, um, can I give people a small taste? I'll give you a small taste. Oh yeah, yeah. Give uh, them a taste. Like just because like I read most of my comments on the on on Film Drunk and, and it only sure. drives me slightly crazy. And then I listen to this guy trying to break down your video and like trying to even parse what he's mad at and why <laughs> is so hard. So here's yeah. just a small taste of it. Is the new anti-Semitism the one that boycotts my Bubby's third favorite brand of hummus? That's Matt. Ah, so you're in favor of boycotting Israeli products, right? You're in favor of boycotting products and financially ostracizing that nation, the only nation of Jews. Coincidentally, that's a coincidence. And you're comparing that that sort of bigotry towards that group of people to the Holocaust. And because boycotting a product isn't as bad as putting them in ovens. That somehow diminishes your bigotry? So you just played the Holocaust card, you now play it again, saying, hey, at least I didn't kill Jews. And you want what, credit for that? That's so not what So you might be a self-hating anti-Israel Jew, but at least Whoa. you're not Hitler. What? Congratulations. What? What? How many ways can you play the Holocaust card? It's f <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't, what? <laughs> oh, okay, so you have to understand exactly what uh, atheism is unstoppable is all about, okay? So he comes from... Let me, let me guess, he's very smug, and he, and he breaks things down, and he does a lot of rhetorical gymnastics. He vapes and doesn't have a girlfriend. Hey, vapes doesn't have a girlfriend, and he doesn't show his face. Instead, he just shows like this really yoked up fucking kangaroo, <laughs> and and uh, you know I think he sells merch. Did you anyway. know who this person was before? This oh video? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He he did a breakdown of a video we did like I don't know like six months six months ago seven months ago. He's done this before. He's like the Nicole Arbor of incels. Of of incels, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but so that's the thing. So uh, you know how like uh, uh, a lot of different people get to Nazism eventually on the internet from different. You know, it, you, either you're a gamer, and then a few years pass and you're a Nazi, or you're an uh, incel. You know, uh, 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 and then you turn into an anti-feminist, and then you turn into a Nazi. Or he you're, you're literally a Black Lives Right or Black Lives Matter writer for BuzzFeed, and then like someone calls you a fag on the internet, and you become a Nazi. Right, yeah. There's a lot of ways that different uh, sects of white people turned into Nazism. Now, he he hasn't gone full Nazi yet, but he has, and he just actually hasn't accepted it. Um, he uh, have you accept have you accepted Hitler into your heart? He comes from the uh, atheist skeptic community. Uh, that <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, you know, that community that eventually went Nazi. Because you can become so skeptical. <laughs> you can become... <laughs> can you imagine, like, an atheist party and then, like, an atheist skeptic walks in? <laughs> I'm so skeptical that I'm skeptical Hitler was bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you get, well, you the burden so of proof is on like, you to why prove is everyone that so God does not exist. Elders, Which I already uh, know it does not. Zion. What? Uh, I was uh, doing guys. a hypothetical uh, atheist meets skeptical atheist. Oh, all right. Well, I bet it was a good bit. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's hilarious. So 
Um, so anyways, yeah, he's, he comes from that, that, you know, where at first atheists online were just kind of annoying. It was like, all right, stop, you know, d- I get that you don't believe, I don't believe in God either, but let's, let's relax to like, whoa, you believe, you, not only do you believe there is no God, but you're pretty sure that all Muslims are the devil. And that's strange. It and wasn't so just Hillary Clinton. Ah, sorry. Stupid. So oh boy, this should, so, this should be good. Yeah, I'm very excited for what's next there. Um, yeah, so uh, he basically spent the whole video talking shit about the fact uh, of, of my thesis, you know, spent saying like, you know, Israel is the one country in the Middle East that <clears throat> it's got good people in it and democracy and morals and everyone else is just a, a, a dirty. A dirty sand N-word, and I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's what he means. And, you know, his whole thing is is that he's super, super pro-Israel, which is kind of strange. Uh, but it's not strange if you consider the fact that he also believes in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, the all Christian nations uh, and Western nations need to destroy uh, the uh, Islamists. So it, it, it's, it's part of that whole fact. I also enjoy that he started out the video... Um, he apparently he thought that you changed your name to sound less Jew. I, apparently, like the only uh, oh, I missed ver- that. Wait, appar- what? what? Apparently, happened? the only version of your name that he'd heard before was Lieberman. So he's like, I don't, I'm not sure what you're trying to accomplish there by changing your name. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I think that Lieb is also a name, but okay. Yeah, no, it's very much a name. Yeah, uh, but that's very funny. Anyway, uh, so that was yeah. yeah. I tried to I tried to de-Jewify my name by just taking a little part of it out, but keeping the Julius <laughs> yeah. part. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so so why is so, the Canadian atheist kangaroo mad at me? I feel like that's he, the defining question because, of our times. Yeah, it's just because uh, you know he he feels like uh, I shouldn't be attacking Israel and also. Oh, oh no! Know, it was it was rhetorical. Uh, well. There's there's more to it. The, 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 my favorite part of the whole thing is that he's trying to take this moral high ground of being super pro-Israel and, and saying that my thesis is dog shit. And then you go into the comment section and all of his followers are like, listen, I'm no fan of Jews, but I believe that <laughs> they should have their own homeland, just like I believe the white people need our, we need our own homeland. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is like his entire fan base is exactly who I'm talking about. This new era of white nationalists who looks at Israel and is like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Like, what if we all had guns and, you know, drove the Browns behind? Yeah, yeah, behind ethno wall? state. Hell yeah. Yeah, ethno state, dude. Yeah. And so it's like, I just love that his comment section proved my point completely. But uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's attacked me before. Some of the so. comments include this. He looks like an even gayer Freddie Mercury. And he takes the J out of Jew. What is what is the J? What does that mean? What do you think? You. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty. I thought clever. they were like. I thought they were like roasting your jump shot or something. Yeah, I know. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> this guy think he got hot. You know, <laughs> you know how most Jews are real good at jump shots. Well, <laughs> this guy, guy don't can. even have handles. He, yeah, he got. He's got no lateral mobility. What's a garbage ass crossover? <laughs> yeah, you can't even break ankles, dude. Um, so yeah. Uh, so, anyways, weird day all around. It was, you know, I had the kangaroo Canadian man hating me, and I had uh, to talk to my manager, my dad, about Israel, and one guy who also really uh, didn't like Israel, and then I got put on a Nazi list. So things are good. Oh, and I, ha- I had the flu. Oh, cool, cool. 
but I got over it. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, did you get a did you get a flu shot? No, I didn't. I didn't. I've never really fucked with flu shots because I've never gotten a flu real bad. But this one was real bad. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. So there's been there's been a whole lot of things that were like, oh, the flu shot isn't like that effective against the flu. But what it does is like if you get the flu, it can even even if it doesn't like completely stop you from getting the flu, it can lessen the effects of the flu. So you have like right. the sniffles instead of like vomiting and like pissing out your ass for like right. four days. Yeah, I would have rather I would have rather the sniffles because yeah. the, the pissing out of my asshole was no fun. That's um, that. There's no there's no time there where you feel like confident and good about yourself when you're pissing out your ass. Yeah, because you feel like at any moment, you know, uh, just a little, uh, like a little pop uh, in the stomach, and you're just gonna just shit all over your your balls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad feeling. How would yeah? Oh, I'm not even. Gonna My ask. Uh, I had a buddy that got when we were in high school. He was you know he kind of ran with the tough crowd, and he got <laughs> sent to one of those like boot camps. Yeah. And uh-huh. it, it was horrible. They made him do like just manual labor for like an entire summer. Um, but the worst part was that uh, it wasn't like getting woken up at dawn and like quasi military style, like getting yelled at and made to do push ups and, and all the manual labor and whatnot. He said that um, all the toilets were just like open stalls. And he said Ooh. the instructors would just sit there and, and heckle you while you took a shit, <laughs> which like that would that would scare me straight. Quit pushing, pussy. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, because you're never more vulnerable than when you're wiping your ass. Yeah. And, like, someone just, like, picking apart your entire style. Some guy I went to middle school with used to, like, grab people by the ankles and, like, pull them off the toilet. Oh, brutal. That guy is definitely a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. He would also do the thing where if someone was taking a shit, he'd go in the stall next to him and, like, try to pee on their feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely what serial killer. What the fuck? Classic, classic. Um... So Patreon.com. Like the reason that I never, I never went to the bathroom and in high school, I was always afraid someone was gonna uh, do some crazy shit. You're one of those guys. That was smart. That was smart. Yeah, that's uh, the right, that's the right idea. Uh, Patreon.com/slash. Yeah, don't step on my plugs for ourselves. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash broadcast if you want to donate. Uh, we should talk about. Well, should we talk about the Oscars? I don't know. They're coming up. They're happening. What sort of thought? It is about? a film podcast. Did you guys? You guys saw some movies this year, Matt? Did yeah. you get screeners this year, or did you just happen to catch up on Oscar movies? I listen. I don't want to sell out anybody who may be in a Screen Actors or Directors mm-hmm, Guild, but mm-hmm. I might have gotten my little sticky fingers on a couple screeners. Sure. So um, the uh, the only like. I saw I actually saw Lady Bird in the theaters and I'm like stunting on that. Like I saw yeah. like three movies in the theater in 2017 and Lady Bird was one of them. That's uh, good choice. And that was that was uh, that movie just gave me all the feels and I felt great about it. Um but uh I've recently in like the last two weeks I've seen uh I saw Dunkirk. Sure. I saw uh which was great even though there was not there was like uh, a woman had I think a single line. She said a single word. And there was no people of color whatsoever. But again, there were no people of color in northern France at all in 1939 or right. whatever. That, that's um, actually a nice piggyback from our last subject. Yeah. Uh, yeah actually, yeah. Very nicely. So Brendan, uh, Brendan texted me during Dunkirk, and he's like, I'm so washed that I had to turn subtitles on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you watching? 
He's like, oh, Dunkirk. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't mean anything. There's real, there's literally no intelligible lines of dialogue mm. on purpose in that movie. Yeah. yeah this- I picked up. I picked up what uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh was lying down, you know, in the in the one little bit of mm-hmm. like plot that happened. But like, I, I I dug that movie. It was cool. It was super tense. So uh, good, Hans, dude! It just keeps Hans ratcheting up yeah. the the tension. I, I thought that was legit. I didn't think yeah. they had to wear their masks. They were flying at such low altitude, and they had of their course, masks on, which made them really a lot harder to understand. <laughs> I, I find I, that just in general, I have to turn movies on closed captioning now because, like, and I, I, wait, wait, I did can't you pause it and like um actually it to your wife. Oh, I was on the plane. Oh, dang. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to your seatmate. Yeah. To it's the, actually in Tom Hardy's attendant. contract. He has to have something obscuring the words that he speaks. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, because like just Tom in Hardy general, mostly doesn't need words. He just goes. Huh? Yeah, I find just in general. I, maybe it's because like all the movies I watch are too gritty. But you know, it's just like some important line of dialogue where it's like, "So what'll it be?" You know, and then someone's like. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I can't. Ah, and I gotta like rewind and like turn yeah. on the close cut. What did he say? <laughs> it's like it's not like a word. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of that. Uh, though I actually I felt I felt like Tom Hardy enunciated somewhat well, but yeah. it's it's also hard being on a plane. I mean that movie's intense. Like I was I was. Uh, I actually told Matt this because I watched it on the way over to to New York, and so I I met up with Matt and I was telling him like. Within five Which minutes, Matt? Oh, sorry, Matt Ufford. Um, you didn't meet up with me. No, I did not meet up with you. Okay. Um, I yeah, I was afraid to be spotted with you in public. You're on a list. <laughs> Smart. Uh, yeah, like like my, my lip was quivering. Within like five minutes, I was just it was the whole thing felt so tense and sad. The interesting thing I thought about Dunkirk was um, very little. You know, Tom Hardy was a badass. But for the most part, guys are just scared shitless and running for their lives. Mm-hmm. And I thought they conveyed the scared shitless uh, part sure, very, sure. very well. I like how they they yeah. made the French like keep the barricade. They're like, all right, you hold off the Nazi hordes while we get on this boat. And then when the French guys would come to the boat, they're like, hey, get off our fucking boat, Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like Tom, for whatever seemed, reason, seemed I thought like... Uh, for whatever reason, the the scene where his fuel gauge goes out and he's writing his fuel left, um, the amount of gallons of fuel he has left on his instrument panel in chalk, and he tells his friend, best of luck, I was just like, oh, like it just tore the heart out of my chest. It was, that was a good movie. I didn't see it, no spoilers. Oh, stiff, it's so good. Oh, yeah, they fought wars with a stiff upper lip, they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you take um, a bread pie on a flight. That's also, if we're talking history, my big problem with uh, uh, if you ever try to read like something about World War One, uh-huh. like the stiff upper lipidness is so over the top where they'll try to use primary sources. So they'll have like, you know, Le- Lieutenant Gareth Jenkins Davis Jenkins, um, you know, of the 352nd Welsh Dragoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like have a journal excerpt and he's like, the fighting was dreadful, but the boys were right chuffed, you know, and then it'll be like, uh, Lieutenant uh, Jenkins, Gareth Jenkins battalion took 97% casualties. You uh, know, like he caught syphilis from the rat that had gnawed off his ankle. Right. So it's, it's kind of hard to get the, uh, a little bit more kind of, you know, color commentary. Sure. Sure. Um, 
my girlfriend, we were talking about Tom Hardy and about my girlfriend. <laughs> about how good yeah. good looking he is. You got to get married to her, man. It doesn't work. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was like, yeah, with his like, you know, with his pouty lips and everything. And she goes, oh, Tom Hardy has has pouty lips. And I looked at her and I almost I almost smashed my empty champagne flute like on the on the wall. It's like, are you are you serious? Did, you did not, your monocle pop out? Yeah. Did you not notice Tom Hardy's pillowy lips? Like, what the fuck? I think she was just overcompensating. She was trying to yeah. be like, oh, what? Clearly. No, I, I didn't yeah, see that. Pretending. I didn't see that butt over there. You know, like that's like when she's like, hey, did you hear August Ames died? And I'm like, who? <laughs> With a single tear rolling down my cheek. <laughs> Sadly beating off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what's not getting an Oscar. What? Alien Resurrection? Covenant. 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 Alien Covenant. Fuck, that movie sucked. Yeah. That was like like a shitty first draft of Prometheus. I can't believe they put that movie out. Like, it's not even... If you were to, like, rate on an absolute scale, it's probably, like, like, 1 to 10. It's probably, like, I don't know. Like a four. It's not. I mean, I it's not like, like it when, aggressively bad. When but, uh, when Fastbender and Fastbender were basically when Fastbender was like sucking his twins' dick basically mm-hmm. through a recorder. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. But. Yeah. It was interesting. Sure. Uh, Wait, what? What happened? He sucks his own dick to a portal? No, he makes he meets he meets himself. Like he goes and he meets another version of himself, and he's like teaching. And he fucks? He's teaching himself the recorder, which is very like phallic somehow. It's basically it's. It feels a lot like he's 69ing himself somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Yeah, it was like a shitty first draft of uh, Prometheus. Well, Prometheus. Honestly, so... that is what I would do if I saw another version of myself. <laughs> yeah, you there's a book about thought... that. The man who what? the man who folded in on himself. It's like about a guy who like gets in a time machine, and it's supposed to be this like sci-fi classic. Um, mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. And then like he just makes all these clones of himself, and they all start fucking each other. And you're like, well, this took a strange turn. <laughs> Yeah, it's not gay though. No, <laughs> no, because it's you. It's you. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it was just it was so like it's so it's probably gay. more entertaining than a really shitty movie. But if you've seen Prometheus, you're just like, how fucking lazy could you be? It is just well, the like, laziest. People, people give. I mean, I think this is the problem of criticism in general. Like people, a movie that's sort of interesting but messy gets. Uh, gets a lot of pans, and I think that's like what Prometheus was. Whereas, like Alien Covenant, it like it, it, Prometheus asks all these questions about like who the pilot, who who was in that giant ship in mm-hmm. Alien, and then um, so Prometheus like makes that a more interesting question, and it's messy, and all the characters are kind of stupid and do dumb things. But beyond that, it's like pretty good. And then Alien Covenant's like, oh, we have an answer. It was robots, and it's like just that. And real mm-hmm. boring, but people yep. are like, "Well, that made sense. I liked it." Yeah, well, because at the end of Prometheus, you're like, "Okay, well, there was this race of pilots, like, so, th- and, and they had a hand in developing the alien. That's what's implied. And now we're going to see they go to the planet from which they came, and it's going to be interesting. And then, like, you know, that's kind of how the movie ends. And then, I don't know, maybe half an hour into Covenant." They show you like what happened in like a cutscene, like <laughs> right. a flashback yeah. cutscene yeah. that lasts all of twenty seconds. Yeah, um, it was terrible. So Matt and Matt, what? You definitely yep. see that. I it's got Billy Crudup. Prometheus. Um, it's not but- gay because I <laughs> am me. 
And if I masturbate, that's not gay. How is coming in your mouth any different than just, you know, coming on your hand? Right. Or coming in your mouth alone. Right. Can I can I make a can I make a confession here? Yeah. A couple minutes ago you mentioned the death of August Ames and I was like, "Wait, August Ames died?" And like, uh-huh. like you know, like that news isn't exactly uh headlining porn sites. So I was like, "Oh." And I just I I spent a couple minutes reading about her suicide and I'm sad now. Yeah. But but I don't want I don't want that conversation to be bad. I just wanted to confess uh, that I I checked out of the conversation for a minute. That's but, called uh, ghost busting if you jerk off to her. <laughs> oh no! Come on! Oh, Come no. on, man! Oh no! Come on! No! Why would you? Uh, that's, no. that's what it's called. I forget which comedian had that joke. But that was Something strange in the neighborhood. <laughs> Good. Why did why uh, couldn't that be Slimer? You, like who the fuck is Slimer? Yeah. What if it was Slimer was just like a bunch of dead porn stars? Oh god. Um, Maybe Slimer I, is the never mind. I'm not even, listen, <laughs> hey, we're we're talking about sex. I saw I saw the uh, the uh, lady fuck the fish man movie. Oh yeah. So tell me about good. that because I have. Some, I heard she fucks the fish. Yeah. Yeah. No, she does. Um, it was good. Like it was. It's this um, in in true. Um, Be honest. Did uh, you really give a fuck about that movie either way, though? I I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, it was in in true uh, Del Toro fashion. It was this weird mashup of like Cold War film plus like monster movie plus like weirdly like romantic slash sentimental throwback <laughs> and. There is a scene near the end of the movie that is supposed to be an emotional linchpin to the scene or uh, an emotional linchpin to the movie that I found patently ridiculous. And I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Was but it the like, part when she fucks the aside, fish? <laughs> aside from that little dance number, we'll just say, um, I found it to be a very interesting movie. Like Michael Shannon's great. The woman who played the mute lady. I'm sorry that I don't know her name, but she is incredible. Um, and it's mostly a very like interesting, very watchable movie. I don't know. I I don't think it. I don't think it holds a candle in terms of like best movie talk towards like uh, Lady Bird or stuff like. Or, I feel like Guillermo del Toro. Someone he's he always does this thing where he he comes up with a really interesting premise for a movie, and then you're like. Well, and then what? And then he's like, "Well, then uh, there's a there's a sad lady there, and she uh, she watches old musicals on TV." And you're like, "What? No, you just you just told me that it's the Cold War, and the government found a fish man." It's like, "Yeah, she uh, she has a gay roommate who, uh, who who lives with a cat." No, but about the fish man. Oh yeah, they uh, they you know they fall in love, and uh, uh, that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> He doesn't. Um, he, he comes up with a fascinating premise, and then it's like a weird love story about some shut-ins, and it's it's weird. I don't get it. Well, like, he, oh, he doesn't sorry. stick to a genre, right? So that's that's why it's, sure. it's hard to. Well, he doesn't he stick like, to a really... story. He sticks to like, well, here's some here's some elements of genre things that I like, and you're like, okay, well, that was g- cool, I guess. Well, I think this is, I, I am hardly a Guillermo del Toro, like, I'm not trying to defend his entire oeuvre, 
if we're if we're going to that. But but I think that what he's trying to do is create movies that stand outside of the norms that you might know or expect. So I think that people who are maybe more they stand outside the movie, of the cabin of of me giving a shit. I'll tell you that exactly. You know? So so I think but I, but without taking up this viewpoint myself, Vince, because like, sure, I do sure. see what you're saying. No, devil's but I think the people that, but I think the people that would be opposed to you say that like, it's refreshing to see a different take on this story. Whereas like sure. most people be driven by like the viewpoints of like the American government during mm-hmm. the cold war, that this is a more personal take on that sort of story. It's about and, the story that he's not telling. Yes. It's all the notes he's not playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's about it's about all the weird ass dance scenes he's not shooting. All I gotta say is show us the fish dick. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean the, you can sum up uh, Shape of Water is it's free willy if 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 the kid got to fuck the whale. Also, Whoa. if the whale gave him some special powers. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. filled up that boy pussy. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> with, with whale cum. Uh, I also um, saw I Tanya. Sure, sure. And that was that oh, was I saw that. That was a movie. Yeah, that was a movie. Hey, it what's the good. deal with the what's the deal with that Gloria song being in everything? It was in I Tanya. It was just in the assassination of Johnny Versace <laughs> by the coward. Are, Robert are we Ford. talking? Are we talking Gloria, Gloria, or G L O R I A? No, first one, first one. Okay, first Laura, the, Laura the Branigan, one, not the seventies one. Okay. That's a great jam. It's a good jam. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, the the pretty lady pr- playing the less pretty lady was fine, and then Allison Janney is of course a boss. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna be a little upset when Allison Janney wins over uh, uh, Roseanne actress Laurie Metcalf. Sure, sure. What was Laurie Metcalf in? Laurie Metcalf was the mom in Lady Bird. Oh and yeah, she, she was. Like, That's right. She gave like an actual nuanced performance instead of like Satan incarnate as a mom. Yeah, but and, like, Allison Janney is genius. From, though, so. Allison Janney is is brilliant and deserves her own goddamn shrine in Hollywood. But like, yeah, I just think Laurie Metcalf's performance was a little bit more. Uh, there was more range to it and showed a more uh, a character that that went through a greater range of feelings and mm. a deeper. Yeah, so. yeah, but art sucks. Deeper. Though, so yeah, art art is crap. So um, what I want to know is if so, Sean Eckhart, he's the fat dude who uh, set up the attack on. Uh, oh man! So that he, was the star of the movie, right? So he was like, he was like proto art alt right dude. Like if he, he was, was like watching him, like watching him or watching him in the movie, like display somebody in the nineties is like, Oh, this is, this is every like alt-right male in 2017, 18. Right. And yeah. I think there's a couple of these characters this year. So the first one, Sean Eckhart, like, what do you think if Sean Eckhart's heart hadn't exploded when he was like 42 in the late nineties, like what would he be doing nowadays? National security expert on Fox news. Okay. No, he would he would be in the Trump administration. He would like, Oh yeah. His his uh, his stated expertise in national security would get him like an actual job in the NSA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Successor to Sebastian Gorka. He yeah. would be an expert on Trump. What's the not 
So Jacob Wall is the Trumponomics guy. There's got to be like a Trump uh, foreign policy. Trump sec. Yeah, Trump sec. Um, so there was either way he's creating a list of Jews and putting me on it. <laughs> That's what's happening. He's checking it's it twice. Five. Yeah, and he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice, Scottish or not. Oh, sorry. So Sean Eckhart, the other guy. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Steve Carell in Battle of the Sexes playing Bobby Riggs, who was basically uh, the first guy to get irony poisoning because <laughs> he was like, you know, he he had to b- become like the the chauvinist guy which t- at first was yeah, he was a, a heel right it was a blatant troll troll job like he was just a, a heel but then he kind of just had to live that heel life yeah um so yeah i think those are the the, the i didn't see the movie but i love steve carell so i thought yeah. he was an oversight for best act, act, sporting actor Especially when, yeah. we, when we're just handing out fucking nominations to Richard Jenkins for for like being in Shape of Water for like five minutes. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I really like best movie of the year. Best movie. Uh, Call me by your name. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's I'm... so good. Homie fucks a peach. <laughs> that's what I that's fucks what I a what? Yeah, he fucks a peach, dude. He like he like oh. pulls the pit out of a peach and then he fucks it. He masturbates would with you, a peach. And that's not you, gay because it's his peach. I mean, like, it's it's definitely the best, like, fruit fucking since American Pie. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. It is the art house American Pie, as I've said. Yeah. There's a lot of movies about Jews fucking fruit. I just realized that. Well, that's fun. Serious, serious <laughs> question. Serious question. Would you rather mm-hmm. fuck a peach or a fish person if... The fish person had the possibility to give you some superpower. Well, the fish person, uh, first and foremost, anyways, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm already used to that. I fucked a big mouth billy bass when I was younger. <laughs> the one that sang "Take Me to the River." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you owned a. You took him to Pound up. Town you, instead. Like, there's yeah. no. Yeah, so like I, I think I could uh, su- successfully survive the transition from Big Mouth Billy Bass to just straight up fish, dude. Okay, but what um, if what if you had to eat Matt's cum peach to get superpowers? Oh, Ooh, that's a hey, good. Hey, Ooh. listen, I never admitted to screwing any peach. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said. I said. Are you, are, are you saying that? I'm saying that it ha- it's going to be somebody else's. Oh, all right, all right. Matt, listen, I I pretty much fuck anything, and I'm Matt. Which Matt? You have to say which Matt. Matt Lieb. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to stop you mid rant. Go ahead. I I didn't know. I don't even remember where I was in my train of thought at all. Mm. So. Wait, so like is is the post just gonna win everything and everyone's gonna like no. stand up and clap? I don't think it's gonna oh. win anything. It's gonna be just so important. No, I don't think it's gonna win. I Thank haven't you. seen the post yet. I can't wait to see it. Though. It just seems from someone who hasn't seen any of the nominated movies, it just seems like, well, yeah, they're gonna give it to the post and people are gonna like talk about how important it is and like everyone's gonna give standing ovations and I mean I feel like the best thing about the post is the uh, old technology. Just watching them like set type. That's better than the plot. I heard it's really bad. It's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Matt, the thing I wanted... Matt Lieb, that is. What's up, dude? Um, before we get to football stuff, because I know Brendan oh, yeah, is then just I, dying. Then I, yeah, then I, I don't have no know takes. anything. Yeah, no, but uh, I, the thing we never talked about was uh, the Caribbean, because I was there 
like a week. You went week, to the Caribbean a couple weeks ago, and you were there like a month and a half ago. Well, and... I was I was in the West Indies, not the Caribbean. Oh, uh, different place. Wait, they what? both have water. Yeah. Wait, what? So there's a difference between the West Indies and the Caribbean. I, I mean, it's in the Caribbean Sea, so, right? Okay, sure. Is there, oh, wait, is there not a difference? I don't know. You know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking, dude? You what? know what I'm thinking? What? The Bahamas. So the Bahamas is a different thing. The West Indies is the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Yeah. Let's just let's just move on. You're probably thinking of Bermuda. <laughs> that's not no, in the Which yeah. is definitely not in the Caribbean. Because the, the reason, Bahamas are still in the Caribbean, too. The reason I bring it up was that, like, every five what? minutes, something that would happen that would basically would be Matt Lieb's reggae horn dream oh, yeah. come to life and yeah, they put reggae horns and ballads there dude and every <laughs> every like announcer guy was the best announcer guy i'd ever heard in my life uh, yeah. i only have a very small clip but here's here's just a little small taste come on i will be taking you through the proceedings today and you're gonna have a wonderful wonderful time uh, that, that was the one without the reggae horns but uh it, we were at the rum festival and uh it, everybody was on caribbean time so like most of the events were going on and no one was there yet uh-huh. which was which was pretty great and uh and this this announcer dude it was just constant reggae horns and he was just announcing his heart out and he would give people the best fucking intros that I'd ever that i ever heard and no one would clap because there was because there was nobody nobody there yet and uh <laughs> at one point they were doing a bartending competition and it was kind of like it was kind of like chopped where he gives them a bunch of uh, ingredients and they have to make a drink out of it and so this guy is just is bigging up all the ingredients from from the chop challenge and at one point he he like pulls out star star anise and he's like and here we have the chinese star i'm not too familiar with this one but i'm sure these fine gentlemen know what to do with this one <laughs> and there's like reggae horns going and i was like oh he just called the fucking star and he's a chinese star and he made it sound like the greatest thing ever uh, <laughs> and and he kept uh he kept bigging up the uh the dj whose name was hypody and, and he would just say it like apropos of nothing Here we have the chinese star and up the hypody and then the guy would play like a reggae horn and then they would keep going so rad, I was wondering if you had any uh, experience with that. No, I mean, not too much, really. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you, though. Uh, people in the Caribbean, it's like you're born to brand. So, like, <laughs> they're ready. They're ready to, like, just... Bruh, bruh, and then, like, say mm-hmm. they're fucking, you know, insta-handle. You know, so they're they're pretty, they're pretty <laughs> lit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you doing a reggae horn? Was that yeah. what that was, dude? Yeah. yeah, that's tight. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I, 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 I honestly can't say I had much of any uh, similar experiences you did because, like, uh, most of the time I just spent on the beach, and also there had been like a uh, what do you call it? A hurricane. There was a big old hurricane mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. had happened and destroyed a lot of the islands. So you know things were pretty fucked. Uh, no, so, yeah, yeah. It's like a sad, uh, sad reggae horn. Yeah, so yeah, sad reggae horns was playing throughout the radio stations. Uh, like, Bing. yeah, but it was. Isn't uh, sad reggae horn just the horn that plays when you lose on the prices, right? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> 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 that is a tuba. Um, 
But yeah, no, 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 no. You you see, you did something where like, what'd you do? Go to sandals or something? No. Yeah, it sounds like sandals is what <laughs> no, you yeah. did. I mean, I was at. He went to hedonism. Well, yeah, like we passed, I, we passed the sandals. Yeah, you passed. Well, I mean, you might as well have been in a sandals, dude. Because it was at the you. Caribbean Food and Rum Festival. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, were there a bunch of like old fat Dutch people hanging out? Sure. It sounds of course. Well, yeah, well. It, the Caribbean is full of old, really old English people who like seem yeah. confused by everything, but okay with it in a weird way. Right. Well, they seem like uh, you know they got a little bit of life left in them, and they're uh, you know they're just on vacation. Some of them are unnaturally tan, which I think is gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great because it's like they have the Caribbean, the super spicy, good Caribbean food, and then mm. you have all these uh, old British people that like anything spicier than marmalade is probably like too much for them, and uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting interesting mix. Aioli, no thank you. Straight mayonnaise for me, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a yeah. uh, Marcus Samuelson was there, so there was like a street, uh, there was like a, a, a street fest at one point, and this was like at midnight. Is he a hockey player or a DJ? He is the celebrity chef who oh. was born in uh, Ethiopia and raised in Sweden and served. Went on a, to play hockey. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. First. Ethiopian Swedish hockey player. He probably could play hockey. I mean, everybody in Sweden learns to play hockey, don't they? Mm -hmm. You probably do some damage on the pond. Yeah. Anyway, he's like a a celebrity to the point that it was kind of absurd there. And we were just at a at a street festival, and again, there's just an MC for some reason, like all the time, and it's like every five minutes, like big up to the celebrity chef, Mr. Marcus Samuelson, be 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 from the Food Network. Fuck with Khalifa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude, that sounds. Fu- I feel like I want to go there and be like, hey, I was on, I was on Flop House on Viceland, <laughs> and they'd be like, okay, I'll say that with a lot. <laughs> hey, hey, I you was know. on Paul Nalen's list of objectionable Jews. <laughs> Everyone, give it up for Matt Lieb, the Jew number 45 on the list of 74 <laughs> He's Jews. the number 14 one. Jew on the list. Big up him. Verified Twitter Jew. What was the, who were the guys in Hollywood? It was like the Hollywood 7 or something like that? Like the guys got blacklisted for being communists? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Like yeah, Dalton yeah. Trumbo was uh-huh, on the list. Uh-huh. Trumbo, are, yeah. are you, you need to come up with like a snappy list of like, or snappy name for like the, the 74 the Jews. 74? Yeah. You know, the funny the thing was. 74ers. Yeah. Like, no, doesn't work. A lot of them weren't uh, like uh, weren't Jews. Uh, the, like he just assumed some of them were Jews because uh, I don't know. Probably looked at their face and was like, "They're a little Jewy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I do yeah. sort of like the idea of uh, you know they're they're picking on me for my America First post, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I'm no, sure dude. that they had absolutely zero anti-semitic content and uh they just happen to be picking on you because uh yeah because jews are somehow inherently um against you yeah, yeah i'm sure it it's definitely genetic and it's not at all because you uh openly uh promote anti-semitic texts on your uh on your twitter <laughs> feed and also say a bunch of anti-semitic shit all the time yeah my favorite thing i mean was- his first tweet was him defending david duke so yeah, well, you know, he's a doctor, so... Yeah, what is he, like, a doctor of? Uh, Phrenology? Duke. <laughs> he's a doctor of Duke, and I love it. Like, poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Matt Ufford. 
Hi. Um, all right. So Super Bowl coming up. Oh boy. This is the last. Yeah, is. This is the last broadcast before the Super Bowl. We're gonna need this like is the last Super Bowl. Like it's got there's, oh, really? there's not gonna the world is ending. So yeah. this is gonna be the last Super Bowl we have. Yeah. So, so so we cool need like a magma hot fucking Super Bowl preview. Oh dog, I got some bad news for you. Oh shit. Because this script has been written, man. Oh yeah. Like this is the same like not world beating Patriots team that is still somehow like going to uh, fumble its way to a Super Bowl because the other team is not actually like championship worthy. So we've seen the script before. Like the Eagles defense, which is awesome, is going to like dominate two and a half to three quarters and totally stifle the Patriots offense. But the Eagles offense led by Nick Foles is going to have to settle for a field goal one or two many times. And then in the fourth quarter, the Eagles pass rush is going to get tired out and Tom Brady's going to lead the Patriots to a victory. What? It's the same, what it's if, the same bullshit we've seen this many times before. Sure, sure. But what if the Eagles win? Would Nick Foles be elite? Uh, I mean, like, by Joe Flacco rules, yes. But, you know, um, uh, like, for, for content's sake, I'll say yes. But, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we want... Matt always uh, does it for the content. For for my own personal brand, I have for to say, content. no, 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 he would not be elite. He would be you want a, Super Bowl. a guy. Well, I listen, I can't hate on Nick Foles. He like had like a tearful moment on the podium this week where he was like talking about how important it was for him to like play the game well, because like he saw uh, it's like when his daughter, his young daughter, like looks to what he does. He he wants her to see that, like he played the game like a right way, and he like teared up talking about how much he loved his daughter. And like as a dad myself, like of course I I, I fucking cry at commercials that aren't even about parenthood. So of course that got me worked up. And now I'm rooting for Nick Foles, mm-hmm. who's got a stupid face that looks like Napoleon Dynamite. And yet here I am, you know, fucking rooting for the guy who can't even throw the football over the mountains. Wait, is he a ginger too? He, not quite. He's he's there. He has some ginger tendencies. I bet he could have <laughs> sure. ginger offspring, but he himself is more blonde. It just seems weird that the Eagles have two ginger quarterbacks. Like, dude, this is so. Like, we have a ser- the, the NFL has a serious uh, ginger problem. I, I'm <laughs> not gonna. There's not only is Carson Wentz uh, uh, an MVP candidate before he tore his ACL. But like you've got Andy Dalton helming the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Yeah, that's that's one sixteenth of the NFL. As I've said, starting starting ginger quarterbacks. Like that's, that's a, not that's right. Too many. Yeah, um, that's, that's saying that like one sixteenth of the smartest and most talented piece of the population is redheads. And look, look, look. There's a lot of very talented redheads out there. Jessica Chastain, nothing but love for her. But she I'm sucks. just saying, I hate her. She's not one sixteenth the population. Sure, sure. Um, Andy Dalton, as I've said, the the if there was an award for the guy who looked most like the mascot of his team, uh, mm. it would be Andy Dalton, who looks very much like he's kind of got the eyebrows tiger. too. Yeah, he's yeah. got a. Very- yeah, he's got it. You could see him showing up with like instead of like the ultimate warrior like face paint showing up with like kitty whiskers on his face mm-hmm. like yeah. with the, like the yeah. kiss makeup. Why yeah, don't they do that? Tip in of the his NFL. nose painted black. Yeah, instead of the instead of the eye black, just like a kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, kitty one of the one of the bits that I've done on my NFL show in the past is that like 
I am all for like an NFL where Andy Dalton dyes his hair black and rebrands himself as Randy Dalton. (laughs) And like Randy Dalton, like the exact same guy, but with black hair and dark Mm -hmm. eyebrows. Like Chris Gaines. I'm totally like rooting for that guy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely soul patch. (laughs) Like emo Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Emo Spider-Man was the best. Um, So... That's the mo- what's the most interesting thing that could possibly happen? This feels uh, like the most anticlimactic Super Bowl. It's there's a lot of Patriots fatigue. Um yeah. and I I think that there are uh, Patriots fans are rightfully excited about their team's dynasty and that's great whatever, but like there is something extremely disappointing about the team that's going up against this all-time historic dynasty. Uh, being led by their backup quarterback. Like, it's a little bit, like, even if it was Carson Wentz, who's, like, in his second year in the NFL, like, that would still be underdog versus, like, Goliath. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. As it is now, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is like Rocky, except um, there's, a uh, like, a more depressing ending. But, like, Rocky's understudy gets to fight. Yeah, it's like Rocky Four, except Sylvester Stallone sucks at boxing, and... The Russian knocks him out in the first round. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh. speaking okay, of Russians, well, I feel like it is pretty cool that Putin stole Robert Kraft's uh, Super Bowl ring. That's like the coolest thing that ever happened to the mm-hmm. Patriots. Yeah, and, th- and then he changed the story after the fact. Like, mm-hmm. no, I gave it to him. And uh, then, then yeah. he talked about uh, Putin. Talked about how low quality it was. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to keep such a piece of trash like that. Uh, yeah. Love that Putin. Yeah. Perhaps, he said something like, perhaps in your country, these are the best quality gems you can pull out of the earth. In Russia, <laughs> the quality of gems we're able to pull out of the earth is many times higher quality. What a fucking asshole. He's um, such a boss, though. You know, part of you, you have to, uh, you, you respect him. Like, yeah, he could poison you at any moment. But, like, it's, I don't know, he's kind of, you kind of want to be his friend. I get wanting to be his friend. Because you got a friend like that on your side. You know, that's a that's a dog for life. That's a loyal dog. <laughs> yeah. That's your homie? That's your homie. You can call on him anytime anything bad happens. You get bad grades in school. Someone, you know, uh, beats you up, takes your lunch money. Uh, you accidentally it's kill still, Hunter. It's still really weird to me to um, worship another country's head of state. Like, that's just very strange to me. Because I, uh-huh. I fell down that hole of uh, the, um, what's his fucking he's got a, such a stupid teddy boy greg who's the oh. the guy he's got i don't he's know like, where you found that he's like a barber know? in la and he's got tattoos all over his face and oh, he's yeah, also yeah, a nazi yeah, i know that guy uh, oh yeah yeah how, and, how did you find this guy um oh god i don't know i think porn yeah 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 i was searching for rockabilly porn and uh yeah 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 uh yeah, so he, anyway, he's got his face covered in tattoos. I like masturbating tattoos. with a stray cat strut, dude. Yeah. Ryan <laughs> Setzer, fucking, ugh. I pluck my weenus. I pluck my weenus like a stand-up bass. I got it. Um, yeah, good. so uh, anyway, like, it's just funny because, like, you see him, like, first he's got, like, a spider web kind of on his jawline and going up his, you know, sideburn area, and then then he has, like, a barber pole on his nose, and then, like, pretty soon his face is just completely covered, and he's got this, like, cartoon pompadour and he's sig heiling and you're like wow <laughs> how to get here man and anyway so one of the photos like one of his most if you go to his instagram one of his most recent photos is like holding up a photo of putin 
And he's like, my yeah. leader. And it's like, dude, you're a barber in L.A. Like, I don't, I just don't get. I mean, at least Putin's got a good cult of personality. I mean, yeah. I guess that's what it is, right? It's just the the entire idea of, I mean, uh, obviously worshiping any head of state to that extent is weird, but d- uh, like a foreign head of state that I mean, he like, rides, doesn't really. rides horses with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. He goes to judo tournaments. I mean, if you're going to worship just, a head of state. I just love the way he kills journalists he doesn't like. I just respect that. <laughs> I mean, but That's he does it with like. flair. He doesn't just like fake a car accident. He fucking literally poisons them with like nuclear isotopes. I mean, that. Like that's that's not only stagecraft. Credit where credits due. That's just straight up dedication. He's like, I I like him because he's like the honey badger. He doesn't get fucked. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. dude, dude, honey badger. Like, uh, my favorite thing about the honey badger meme is how obsessed uh, Steve Bannon is with the honey badger. Do you guys know Mm -hmm. this? Yeah, I did not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is obsessed with the honey badger meme. That's one of the reasons he supported Donald Trump. Is he just kept. He kept thinking about the honey badger meme, and I'm like, oh, you know <laughs> what? what's good? If that's what you look for in a president is someone who doesn't give a fuck because of a funny video you saw on the internet once. So, so wait, how does Trump? How is Trump the honey badger? Because he because doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that's. Whole a, thing. I thought there was gonna be like some deep read. He's on He's also it. a sleepy fuck. <laughs> that's true. He's also... <laughs> Wait, and then uh, the the funny the always funny thing to me is the the massive gulf between anyone with like a brain and a pair of eyes and mm-hmm. people who write about Steve Bannon. It's like it could not be wider. It's so incredible. And they're like he was carrying a book about an old Roman person. Like and then they write like four paragraphs about it and like talk about what a mad genius he is. And like okay. clearly he's just he's such a dipshit. Like <laughs> and, and like they cuz they try to make it like well, Breitbart is kind of this rabble-rousing media unit, but like he's really the brains behind it, and he's he's cunning and blah blah. blah. And it's like then all the stories come out where he like called Kushner a cuck in a meeting, and you're like, no, he's a fucking <laughs> he's a fucking basement dweller like all the rest of these guys. He's yeah. like a high school football coach that never coached football. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, yeah. So the te- that Teddy Boy guy that was interesting. I'd never seen that before, but um. It really got me to thinking how all of all of Trump's people all have like a really weird grift, like like you know um, what's her name, Kellyanne Conway. Like clearly, she was like trying to be you know on the View, and you could tell. And she was like, I think my path to the View is to you know to join jump on this Trump train. And they all have weird things like that. And then you follow it down, and it just gets well, weirder and weirder. Like I hate the further to say you go it. down until you get to the guy who's like, yes. Uh, my grift is being covered in ridiculous tats, and, yeah. uh, and you're gonna like pay me to show up and be like the weird guy at the party. The it's it's like too on the nose, almost like it's too easy of a joke. But like everyone thinks they're on a reality show, the same way that like anytime someone's on a reality show, they're like, "Well, really, I'm um, I'm working on a country album," and yeah, they're yeah. on like The Bachelor. <laughs> you're laughing at me now, but I'm so rich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I think so I'm much, here to make friends. I'm making money off you paying attention to me right now. Yeah, like the most damaging thing Trump has done outside of um, any legislation is uh, <laughs> the whole thing of like, well, you're talking about him. Like the whole like 
you know, because I'm very much like, like so, so he's so he's the the bad Super Bowl ad of people. yeah, like every, I feel like no, he's everybody the, fucking hates you. I feel yeah. like he's the it's conclusion like, oh, of that. Not the, must be a good ad, but I feel like I I get what you mean. Like he's I feel like he's, he's the, the absurd he's the absurd result of it. But yeah. it's almost like it's perpetuated it more. Where now all these people are like, yeah, there's literally like nothing I can do. There, I can't debase myself enough. Like sure. Devin Nunez is like, I don't care. I'll just like make a bunch of shit up and like yeah. you know sneak papers out of like. A private fucking session and like take him to the White House and like all the, whatever shit he did I forget like you, it's you all can't just so asinine yourself. you're like yeah. who cares it's just the dumbest people trying to do whatever they can like and like the worst like huckster marketers trying to do whatever they can to like promote themselves it's, it's, it's like really gross well it's just funny that Trump is the logical conclusion of so many so many things that we like knew were bad mm-hmm. and I think the yeah chief among them is the if you're talking about him he's winning yeah he's very much like the logical end point of that mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was a good state of the union and he's turned over a new leaf did you guys watch that I definitely did not watch that and I had nope. no interest in it no nope. I felt like I, I needed to out of some weird obligation and and I Kept fast forwarding through all the fucking applause, and then I was like, Dog, "Oh my god!" And then I just turned uh, it off. I loved it. He he would applaud too. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really? He, he yeah. Himself. He was he was very into leading the applause breaks. <laughs> Please clap. Yeah. Well, you know he's uh, you know he's he's like a dog. You know he sees he sees everyone else having fun, and he's like, "I want to do that," and so he starts clapping. Sure. It's just. He's just a he's a pack animal, but also a lone wolf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude? He's uh-huh. cunning in that he you never know what he's going to say next. It's all born out of a brilliance and uh, definitely yeah. planned out and not at all uh, prompted by uh, severe dementia uh, no. plan to keep his opponents uh, on you know on their toes. Oh, if he's got dementia, then how come we're talking about him right now? <laughs> so anyway, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, I guess the Bahamas aren't in the Caribbean. That's weird. Yeah, isn't you, that weird? Do you have to Listen. be like within that kind of like Cuba, Haiti, Dominican Republic, you know, like chain of islands? Listen, I thought all those islands were called the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then I got confused when you said Caribbean because I thought you meant Bahamas. I just yeah. don't know where things are. Well, I guess because the Bahamas are like kind of they're they're almost due east of Florida, whereas yeah. the Caribbean's like south yeah. of it, right? So what so I'm saying it. is like once it it's kind of bordered at the north by like Cuba, Haiti, DR, and then yeah, that's weird. Sure, sure. This has been a geography lesson mm-hmm. with the film drunk Frog. <laughs> the geogcast. Uh, we got a couple emails before we get out of here. is always bad but tell me more about your dad oh god i am afraid to die emails hates art good job matt um uh since we talked about emo spider-man uh i feel like we have to go for some reason we get a lot of emails about toby mcguire which i support if anybody else hell yeah has any more stories about toby mcguire i would love to hear them uh, I hate that he fucks. <laughs> <laughs> it Does, just grosses me out because he's got those bug eyes. Yeah, yeah. 
Wasn't he in the Pussy Posse? Yeah, he is. Oh, Pussy Posse for life. Yeah, but so is... Yeah, uh, disgusts me. What's that fat guy from American American History X? Uh, Oh, what's his name? Ethan Ethan, Suplay. Ethan Suplay, Ethan Suplay is in the Pussy Posse, so, you know. And and Kevin Connolly. Like, pretty much all of them except for... Are they letting anybody into the Pussy Posse? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice to know that you could be fat and be in the Pussy Posse. Well, it's like basically a posse full of pussies. No, that was kind of mean, though. No, but I'm pretty sure Leo was always the only like good-looking one. But he was the only one who ever really fucked. But I do feel like Tobey Maguire fucks too, and that's gross. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Frotsman. I was just listening to last week's Frotcast, and I thought y'all might enjoy another story of Tobey Maguire's douchebaggery. Uh, back in 2007, I was in- interning for a national talk show that films in New York City. Spider-Man 3 was about to come out, emo Spider-Man. Oh, fuck yes. And the city had officially declared it Spider-Man week. So you'd think that Tobey Maguire would be all over that, right? Not so much. Turns out a few years earlier, our show had scheduled him as the first guest, only to bump him to second chair in favor of Jessica Lynch. I take that, you fucking piece of shit, bitch ass <laughs> Venom. <laughs> I'm pretty... Well, he wasn't Venom, but he was like the black Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. We got infected I by the Venom. I hated it. I'm pretty sure it was Jessica Lynch. It was definitely someone on that level of importance slash interest, but it's been 10 years and I'm tired. Toby took this as such a personal insult that he refused to pe- appear on the show after that. Long story sh- short, he eventually caved to promote Spider-Man 3, but it took a lot of sucking up and apologizing on the show's part. And he was basically pitching a hissy fit because they had previously hurt his precious actor's ego. I don't have any gritty details, but the big picture in itself is pretty douchey. Uh, anyway, thanks for keeping me sane during my crappy commute. Uh, a P.S. One of the guys who worked on the show used to work for SNL. He told the entire group of interns that Steven Seagal was a huge asshole and had sex workers in his dressing room for the entire week when he hosted. So on well, brand. Well, there's nothing wrong with the second part. I feel like that's sure. a little judgmental. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, if they were sex workers, it'd be bad if you know they were just uh, people. Listen, that sex workers are people. You fucking judgmental piece of shit. They just they just no, fuck for money. I agree. All right, they're cool. They're really nice people. You need to make friends with more sex workers, dude. First of all, I'm at the tip of this spear, so don't even this, start with me. This will not stand, dude. <laughs> uh, dear fraudsters, I've been a listener from the early days. Thanks for making me laugh. Wondering if you can weigh in on an issue. This is goes to sex workers, actually. Uh, oh, tight. I'm secretly hoping you'll side with Are me. Are all the emails about sex workers this week? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but I also think it's a good conversation. I've been dating a cool girl for about six months now. It's going well. Jesus I was married before, but that feels like a million years ago now. I learned a lot, but I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm a healthy American male, so of course that means I have enjoyed my fair share of internet porn. I visit yeah. a cam girl that I like and have a great job that allows me to afford paying for that content. Wait, 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 wait. What did he just say? I visit a cam girl that I really like and have a great visit- job. Visit a cam girl? Can you visit, like, not physically, uh, just on camera? Visit her in he real goes life to her campsite. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't okay. know they considered it a visit. Yeah. Okay. I was talking to a female friend of mine, and she mentioned that the cam girl visits should end now that I have a steady girlfriend. I didn't yeah. think so. I feel like cam oh, girls and porn, no. porn are all the same. So, esteemed uh, Frotsman, uh, my question uh, is, where does the line get drawn? What's your take on yeah. porn? The line being drawn oh, is whether or not they know about you. What do you mean? The the, the object, girl? the the thing that you're masturbating to. 
Are they aware that you are masturbating to them? That to me. Well, is that's kind of how cams work, isn't it? Yeah, but it's but what I'm saying is if you're watch if you're just watching, he's equating if it's one way visiting a cam girl with just watching porn, right? And I think that's a false equivalence because that person has no idea who this anonymous jack off is who's jacking off. Sure. Whereas if you, like he makes it sound like they have like a friendly relationship. It's well, could be. Thing, could I think be. you talk to a cam yeah, girl. You, you text. Well, yeah. You you chat with them. You chat yeah. with them. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. I think only you and your girlfriend can decide what's okay and what's not okay in terms of cheating or not. But if you want an argument with yourself, I would say that um, if you're just watching porn on a free site, like most of us do. Um, you're basically like giving your personal information to some probably evil company like overseas uh, that's doing uh, bad shit. Um, whereas if you're going to a campsite, at least that money that you're paying for it is going to the actual person who's making the porn. So on, on their end, on their end, uh, entirely the case. Yes, but, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, I mean, it? they're not getting. How like, much is the publisher skimming? Uh, they're they're skimming some, but not nearly as much. Like for it, it, you're basically you're getting paid for your content. It might not be as oh, much as good. other things. That's good. But I didn't you're know getting that. you're getting a lot more for your content. In, I figured they were all in like Russia in jail or something. I mean, uh, who knows? But like it was like a just a giant jail for women. Sure. And, and they made them do cams. Most of the but the the you know the traditional view of it is that cam girls are getting more much more of a cut of their work than okay. other types of porn it'd be hot if it wasn't rushing to jail though <laughs> sure sure i mean that's got to be one of them right yeah there's got that's that's got to be an itch that's scratched <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i would say that this sounds um to me this sounds closer to you asking uh uh, just because I'm in a relationship doesn't mean I can't still get a rub and tug every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, to me, it's like, I'm not going to say whether or not that's wrong because, you know, like you said, Vince, you know, what is cheating is between you and your girlfriend. But if you, if you find you cannot be honest about that, uh, then that is, that's probably cheating. Like, like uh, my girlfriend knows I watch porn, you know. Uh, the only lie I have is is the is how much porn I watch. <laughs> you know, I I convince her it's just like you know oh every once in a while, but feel, it's pretty much it's pretty much every time now. I feel like it would depend on how deep the the payer cam girl relationship goes. Yeah, and, well, I think if you're communicating with them. Yeah, I don't know. That's a. Very That's what I'm good saying. Is like she has to know about him. Like if if she's like, "Hi, Bobby," you know, like, like yeah. how's you know how's the dog? Oh, it's work going good. Like mm-hmm. like that's that starts getting a little weird where there's like a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Even if even if it's not uh you know physical in in the traditional sense, like that's a little bit different than watching a movie of someone. Sure. And yes, it's one hundred percent different. Yeah, I don't think the uh, I don't think the whole argument about like oh well this is better economically for the performer is gonna fly with your girlfriend. Sure. I mean, unless she's yeah, like a. As soon as you're communicating with someone else, uh, sexual stuff, you know, like as you are. This typing, nut like, was oh, responsibly the- sourced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 
yeah. this is fair trade jizz. Yeah, even even if it is fair trade jizz, if you're like you know chatting with her, put the Cadbury egg in your pussy. Uh, <laughs> Like, try to get out of the quicksand. Cluck, yeah, cluck, 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 cluck. Dr- <laughs> no, make it look like you're drowning better. Uh, yeah, then, you know, then it's, I think it's, uh, it's questionable. It's very But I mean, that's not a, a, I don't know. It's like a weird, that's a weird gray area that I don't think anybody 100% knows the yeah, answer I w- to. I wouldn't say you're 100% cheating there, but I would say that if you asked your girlfriend, she would say you are i would say do I, it until she finds out oh yeah then good advice. ask if it's okay yeah also, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission <laughs> yeah, i will i will mention that like down the line you know like if things go really well with this girlfriend and you know you guys decide to get married then you like start sharing an account and then it becomes time to like actually like share money and you have a budget and you're like, well, I need to budget in my cam girl. Like then, and then you have like by that time you have to be like, well, I've got to, I'm gonna have to like have break it off my cam girl to let her know I'm canceling my subscription. No, man, like just it's just don't. Yeah. Just it's not. <laughs> I mean, if you have a close point. enough relationship with your cam girl, where you have to let her know why you're why you're breaking off your subscription, that's probably right. a problem in and of itself. Yeah. 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 It sounds like, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. That's the crux of this thing. If it was just you going on to random cams and just asking them to do weird shit, uh, you know, there's sounds like there's an emotional relationship with yeah. a specific. I think cam I think girl. you need to dabble in different cam girls instead of just you know. I think it'd be okay if it was like, oh yeah, I visit cam girls as opposed to I have a cam girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. But, you know, I but feel you know bad. what? Like, like, listen. Different strokes for different folks, and just because this is our set of experiences and expectations, does totally. not mean that you you could be dating the coolest girl in the world, and maybe she has a completely different uh, standard for what totally. we might be used to. So, like. Maybe she's got a cam guy. I was about to say, maybe she has a cam guy. Maybe she gets into like watching him, you know, play his taint with a couple of wooden mallets, like a yeah, glockenspiel. Yeah. You know, like you should, you should try like, to hook up his hit the tambourine with your wang with, with your cam so, girl. Hump the boat horn with your dick, like Tommy navigate, Lee. Navigate the choppy waters, you see best. But Speaking like, of navigating I think choppy waters. If you if you're if you're dating if you're dating a garden variety human. You might find uh, some difficulties in trying to explain your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Choppy waters yeah. and Stormy Daniels in the Cadbury egg. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like you know, if she were to find out about this, she would. Most women would be very upset, and uh, okay. they would. They would do. Uh, yeah, I think. I think they would. I think most uh, people would be upset to find out that their you know partner is cheating on them with a. With like a cam person, that well, that's not again like not, the, the not that's that not cheating. It, but I would feel like it's weird that you communicate with them and tell them what to do. Sure, I think most sure. people would be like, "Why can't we? Why can't we do that together?" And then you'd have to be like, <laughs> "Well, because I don't want you, the mother of my children to put a Cadbury egg in her pussy." <laughs> and you know, it's yeah. like a it's a strange. There's a separation there that exists, and you're only going to exacerbate it if you keep. If you keep this secret thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, how do I get my wife 
to to stop posting over dramatized really long posts about our baby and or life on instagram Mm. oh i don't know if that's your choice bro bro nah man that ain't your. yep that that's that that ain't your that ain't your department look you already made that bed when you married her and made a baby with her yeah that was like you're not a brand consultant for her social media game even if it's totally whack you just kind of have to live with it like my my brother married uh, a very wonderful woman who uh, luckily, I think she quit social media uh, not too long ago, but it was only after, you know, like a lot of vague fucking things that were like, uh, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. You dirty foot bitch ass <laughs> Yeah. Haunt bitch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, she's she's, you know, passive aggressively attacking someone on the Internet. And luckily she got off and now they have two kids and, and he, she, and oh yeah, she was doing that from, from his uh, account, from my, my, from my nephew's account. So it was basically, it was a one-year-old baby who was, uh, who was calling people a a dirty foot hoe. Right. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, (laughs) but. Tight, 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 tight. You just kind of have to live with it. Give me 10 haters any day over one fake friend. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so what's worse is vague booking worse or is it like is it worse to uh you know Fuck a like hashtag, hashtag blessed like if it's like a really a really long post about how blessed you are success win and shit like that yeah uh, vague bookings worse passive aggressive mean vague booking is much worse than like just someone who just kind of doesn't know that they're too cheery online yeah agreed Cause like, that's- and like nothing, nothing's worse than like I love Instagram because it is like the, it's the place where I just get like pleasant pictures of like dogs and a handful of children that I know and care about and okay. like scenes of the outdoors, the Great American Outdoors, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into. I see other people's Instagram feeds, and they're filled with like, you know like a woman doing a yoga pose and then like a thousand words about like how <laughs> she has gotten through that journey of the day. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's, who's on Instagram to read a bunch of bullshit? Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck that. No, you're just I go on and... the yoga girl. Well, the, yeah, all you have to do is just go in the comment section and write gay. <laughs> <laughs> and it usually hate, puts them in their place. I hate that I laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> but you got stiff competition from like a bunch of like uh, like Middle Eastern royalty who's like, let me see your feet, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. All right. Well. I think that's all we got. We want to uh, patreon.com slash broadcast. Uh, Brendan, you want to put this thing to bed? Yeah. Send us more emails that we probably won't read. Frogcast. Oh, at we gmail. read a lot. We week. did. We read like three. Yeah. Yeah. Frogcast at gmail.com. Vince, what is the Google voice number? 415-275-0030. Or you can just record like a, a voice memo on your iPhone and email it to us. That works too. Matt Ufford. Thank you for coming Hi. on. Is there anything Thanks, that you Brandon. would like to plug? 
yes, I would like to plug uh, my personal Twitter, which is at Matt Ufford, U-F-F-O-R-D, his last name. My Instagram is, is also that exact same thing. And if you uh, like rarely posted pictures of my dog and kids and occasionally like sandwiches and New York City architecture, like that's what's happening. You're there. doing great work on making Tom Brady's clothes bigger, though. Thanks, man. I also just made them smaller right now. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. I, I actually, I'll... Uh, looking forward to this latest installation from you. Yeah, yeah. He was he was looking kind of thin in a, in a hoodie, and so I made the hoodie even smaller. So that's happening on Twitter. I'm yeah, also, he thought uh, he could I, avoid I, your shade, but nope. You turned it around no. on him, dude. No, man. I made him look like fucking Toad from Mario. It's, it's awesome. Because uh, he's wearing a little hat, a beanie, too, mm-hmm. that I made really big. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Nothing. Nothing is better audio content than describing a Photoshop. <laughs> that's, that's what I've found. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, also Espionation's YouTube channel. Um, that's that's all I got. Thanks for having me on, dudes. It's always a pleasure. Hell yeah! If oh, yeah. you ever need like a guest who uh, is a is a self hating Jew Israel hater. Uh, Matt Ufford, I mean Matt Lieb is right there for you. Sorry, I I can also like pretend, you know, if you <laughs> yeah. like, really need, be like. And another thing that I hate about my people, the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening as always, uh, and uh, we will see you next week. Until then, good night and good chins. <laughs>